the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Great to be with you today. On this fine day, a lot of stuff in our program today. In the 4 o'clock hour, we will get to the news of the day. And if you're paying attention, there is some news. But this hour, what we're going to do is talk about something very, very important. September is National Recovery Month. And one of the issues in our world today that matters so much is recovery. And we got somebody here with a great story. You do not want to miss it. This will impact your life and it will give you some hope. Do you feel hopeless because of all the news that we have on so many things? I think that sometimes the media is meant to help take your hope away. It just doesn't seem like there is an answer to the the crises that we have with homelessness or fentanyl, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. And I know that many of you personally are struggling or have struggled or you have family who does. Well, I have a guest with me in the studio today. His name is Mike Conway. He is the Director of Alumni Relations of Teen Challenge of Southern California. His story is one that is going to uh, inspire you. So I've asked him to come and just share his story and what the Lord has done in his life. And I want you to listen, and because maybe it doesn't impact you directly, but for sure, if not, it impacts somebody you know directly. We're all impacted by what is going on in our society with drugs and different kinds of addiction and also mental health and all of those things. And the church has a tremendous role to play, a calling to be involved. And today we're going to help you understand that uh, significantly. So that's what we're going to do today. You will also be able to join the conversation. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. You can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right. Um, Mike Conway, welcome to Southern California Live. Wow. Thanks, Scott. What an honor and a privilege to be able to be with you and to share part of my life with you and the incredible listeners that follow this uh, your, your broadcast. And I'm just grateful that I can be here, that I can be part of your show and share my story. Uh, hopefully, and I do pray that our conversation today will give hope to people because I think there's a battle going on, Scott. You yes. know, really, there is a battle for people's hearts. We know the the Bible paints that picture, you know, that in the last days with the increase of wickedness, that the love of God, the agape will grow cold. And there's people who need hope and need to hear and see. My desire is to put hope back in reach. People don't feel that that's too far out for them to touch again and believe again. You know, that is such a great um, way to begin in this conversation because... I do feel like we think hope is out of reach sometimes. There is so much negativity and sort of hand-wringing. I like to think of, oh, what are we going to do? Or we've put our hope in Washington, D.C., 3,000 miles away, and they're not going to really help. So, uh, Mike, you know, where did your story begin? 
Well, thanks, Scott. Yeah, you know, um, I grew up in Encinitas here in Southern California in San Diego. A wonderful uh, opportunity to be successful. Every opportunity to do well uh, in life always had some element of emptiness and sadness. Did have a, my parents divorced at an early age and had mm-hmm. some early childhood pain that probably not unlike what other people would experience, but um, with my friend group and uh, different relationships, I began to dabble, smoke, you know, cannabis, weed, I think we called it back then. <laughs> right. There's a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> rolling, rolling doobies. Pot, yeah. It's, you know. a, it's a total different drug just about then. Was the, it legal back then though? Yes, it's legal exactly. now. Exactly. I know. What a crazy world, uh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It is crazy. It was illegal, obviously. Um, but, you know, I, I, again, grew up, had every opportunity to do well, and but had that emptiness. And I, I'll never forget the day I first tasted meth hmm. amphetamines, man. And it was something in me immediately felt um, this sense of calm, this sense of euphoria. It just right away owned me, Scott. Like, so you did you go from marijuana directly into that? Pretty quickly. By okay. the time I was, I would say by the time I was 15 with my friends, had my first opportunity to, to experiment with meth. And right away, it was, I remember I was at, by an arcade, young kid. And again, this wasn't, this was years ago. The drugs weren't even as, as um saturated as they are today right they're they're much stronger much more potent right today. much more potent you know and when that happened um it set my life on a course my family my relationships everything i imagined hoped and dreamed that mike conway would become took a path that no one planned for my parents would have never imagined mm-hmm. and my life quickly began to unravel all my efforts and school uh, everything began to fall apart, and in this, and uh, even one one summer, I left home and didn't come home for three months. Out, uh, sold my car that I had saved up money to buy, and spent all that money with the drug man to keep that high alive. Never talked to my parents. Never told them where I was. They were devastated, hmm. and in that, my parents began to pray. They 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 didn't know what else to do. They began to pray. They found Jesus praying and didn't know what else to do, praying for me, praying for help. And so their faith came alive during the time that I was gone, out of my mind, addicted. And in that process, Scott, I mean, I tried to get things right. I tried programs, detoxes. Of course, my parents knew the severity of it because they saw I got kicked out of high school, um, wasn't home for months on end and and they realized how serious this addiction was and and the truth is i realized how bad it was and it began to take me further and further down that road so you went through a very uh, down a very dark path Mm -hmm. started when you were about 15 and um you you we talk a lot on our program about we're on a path we you know every part of life is you take one step in front of the other you don't see everything down Mm -hmm. the path uh, but what you're seeing is darkness. Your parents were they were they Christians before? My so my dad not at all. My mm-hmm. stepmom was raised in the church and always had faith. wasn't really walking with the Lord, so she was really instrumental. Yeah, such a beautiful soul, and she just kind of helped my dad and said, "You know what, honey? Let's pray. Let's pray for." In fact, let me tell you this, Scott. I went home one night. 
and was talking to my parents. And they said, son, we want you to know something. We were praying. And they said, we were praying on Saturday night for you. And I thought to this last Saturday night, and I realized that was the worst night of my life. Hmm. And then they said, not only that, the Friday before, we prayed with the pastor from the church for you. And I realized that was actually even more the worst. So here's what I told them. I kid you not. I said, stop praying for me. I realized as they were praying, my life wasn't getting better. It was literally falling apart. Mm, Or so you thought. Or so I thought. God was working to get a hold of me through those prayers and through that, that intercession. You know, sometimes when we pray, things don't just get better. Sometimes it's unearthing. The, yes. the depth of the issue and the pain and the brokenness that needs to be brought to light before there can be change. And that's the right thing. It brings stuff to light. And sometimes what you see is pretty ugly, but you got to see it. Got to see it. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. My guest is Mike Conway, who is from Teen Challenge, and he is sharing his story of addiction and recovery as he's sitting here, obviously recovered, which is not what happens so often. So you are... You started with drugs, got into, started with marijuana, went very quickly into meth during your high school years. Uh, you're gone from home. Your your dad and your stepmom eventually resort to God, mm-hmm. and they start to pray for you, and God immediately starts to work in your life, but it's rough. So you're you're hearing that they're praying for you, but you're having these rough nights while they're praying. So what happens <laughs> next? Well, you know, and I make effort. I realize in the midst of all this that I really have a bad problem. Hmm. I realized by the people I was hanging out with, the decisions I was making, the impact that my addiction was having on me, on my mind. I mean, I'll never forget what it's like. I remember walking down the street uh, in the Levenhain, down, um, you know, the coast highway, and I'm walking, there's families and kids, and I remember going to this little taco shop, and I saw a mom grab her child and put her child behind her mm. because of the way I looked. And I mean, I'm only 17, but my life was just so ravaged and so darkened. And I, and I, and I got to the point, you know, I tried to change. I went home, rehabs, programs, detoxes. Uh, I ended up spending my entire, what would have been my senior year in high school, in uh, in jails throughout San Diego, incarcerated, and every time wanted to change. With I promised, I hoped. The problem was I realized that something was at work in my mind and in my heart that was so much stronger than anything I had the resources to deal with. And I remember I'd just gotten out of jail, Scott. And so you went to jail during this time also? Finally, at 18, okay. at 18. Never got in trouble as a juvenile, but as soon as I hit 18, within weeks... I'm in jail. Like, hmm. like immediately my world's just crumbling. And I remember this dark night. And uh, I had just gotten out. And here I was uh, right back to using again. And it was in Moonlight Beach between Moonlight and D Street. And there's a bluff there. And it was at night and I'd used. And I remember I took all my, my meth, my dope, and I just threw it as hard as I could over the bluff and, and down And I just, that night, I did something that I hadn't ever legitimately done before. But I lifted up my voice and I looked up to the sky and I began to pray. Hmm. And I said, God, if you're real, is there a way out for me? And here's the reality of that moment. I knew in that darkness that in my mind there was clarity. 
I would probably die as an addict. Yeah. That was, I just had resolved that. And I said, if not, I'll probably be the rest of my life in prison because of the things that are going on in my life. But I remember that night I said, God, if there's any other way, if you can change me, if you can help me, if there's any way to be free, I just, I need a miracle. There's no program. There's nothing else I know to do. And that night I walked back to where my parents live from Moonlight Beach and walked all the way home and saw my dad in the morning. And my dad looked at me and he said, he looked right at me. He said, son, you look shiny. Mm. And I didn't know what that meant. I don't understand. I didn't know. Was that some drug reaction, meth glow? Of course, it was the Holy Spirit at work on me. And I was so desperate. I said, dad, I, for the first time, I prayed all night and I asked God for a miracle. And my dad told me, he said, son, I know you've done it all, but I've heard a place where God does miracles, and it's called Teen Challenge. So you, uh, you have this night, and I think that a lot of people listening are, are dealing with maybe some of these same things themselves, or maybe different kinds of addiction, or they have kids, uh, parents uh, who are dealing with, with this. And there's a lot of programs, and there's 12-step groups, and lots of different things people have tried. When you're, when you're telling me this story, Mike, you know, I'm reminded of, of the story where, where Jesus is casting out a demon and everyone says, how do we do that? And he says, this one can only come out by mm. prayer. Yes. And I think, well, this is a different thing, probably. I think the same principle is there, mm. right? Wouldn't you say that, that, to, that, number one, you have your parents praying for you, which kind of began this work. And I would encourage anybody out there who's dealing with this, you got to pray. Got to pray. Because it does work. And then secondly, you prayed mm. and cried out to the Lord. I mean, that is such a, a powerful moment. But those two steps that first people were praying for you. Yes. And you didn't want them to. Yep. And the Lord reached you. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm with Mike Conway. You can call Mike if you've got a question or comment for him. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation here. So, Mike, you go and you see your dad, and he immediately notices a change. He says you look shiny mm. after you spent the night praying. And he, and you're introduced to uh, Teen Challenge. Uh, and let us know something real quick. When we talk about Teen Challenge, there's a lot of different uh organizations out there, Christian organizations that help with recovery and, and ministry. Teen Challenge is not just for teenagers. Right. We want to make that really clear. Really clear. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you're still a teenager at this point. You're 18? 18. All right. You're 18. You've been in prison. You are, are pretty strung out or have been. Mm-hmm. Lots isn't going well. People are hiding their children from you. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens next? So I get my dad's Blue El Camino. And he drives me down to the Teen Challenge Center. Back then, this is so. This would be '93, and it's in um, this little. It's a little back house of a church in Pacific Beach, of all places. And hmm. drives me there. I have one little green bag, is all I own in the whole world to my name, with a little bit of clothing in it. And in my mind, I thought, well, it's a program. You know what? If nothing else. I'll settle in, I'll eat a couple days, I'll be here. But here is, here is the problem, Scott. That thing in my mind, that longing that owned me. The Bible says when you're in sin, you're a slave to sin. 
I was mastered and I knew if, if my master showed up, I don't have a way out. Even mm. though I had prayed, there was not a real faith in me that God could change me. Yes. It was just pure prayer. So I get to this place and uh, I thought it was a rehab. I pulled out my cigarettes. I thought I was going to start smoking. They're like, oh, you can't smoke here. I'm like, what kind of place? What do you, you can't, like, I literally, that's all I really had is that just enough. I had Marlboro Reds, I had uh-huh. one pack, and I had, I think a pack back then was like eighty. I had just enough for another pack, and that's all I cared about. They took my money and my cigarettes. They're like, oh, we don't allow that. And this was like the weirdest. I'm like, what kind of place is this? All the rehabs I've been to, that's everything. They said, but we have a chapel service happening right now, and um, we want to invite you to come on in and go to this chapel. And Scott, I walked in this chapel and I begin to go in and I'd been to church a little bit before, but when I walked in, I saw these men with tattoos on their face and look like men whose lives have been ravaged by addiction, gangs members or or whatever, just a whole range of different men. But what I saw when I walked in was I saw these men on their knees hmm. with tears in their eyes, and they were praying and crying out to the Lord. And when I saw that, what happened is this. For the first time in my life, hope happened in my heart. Hmm. Now, he, here's the thing, and here's the moment in that. The realization I had, Scott, is this, that my problem wasn't my drugs. It wasn't my addiction. The problem was that I believed there was no way out. I had no hope. And that moment when I saw these guys praying, hope came alive in me. And I was like, I'm not lost. And that was the moment for me where I realized my prayer was answered. Huh. My parent, like, look at God can say, if God can do it in these men, surely there's hope for me. And that began the process of surrendering, being discipled, encountering the power of the Holy Spirit, finally having God over and over cleanse my mind and heart and free me from the stronghold of that longing an addiction to continue and keep using. You know, I think as you as you keep telling us your story, we keep coming back to prayer. Mm. And I think in all of these things, we're going to talk about some recovery issues, and we you, we see National Recovery Month. And there's you mentioned that you went to uh, other different places, different programs. I've been to some of those, you know, where everybody is smoking. It's kind of yeah. funny, you know. It's, <laughs> it's not funny, but you know, it's like okay, you can do this, right? And uh, there's a lot of smoke. <laughs> Um, smoking coffee, smoking yeah. coffee. Right. Oh yeah, I, I, we used to do an all night, all night one at uh, the church, and uh, lots of smoking coffee, right? <laughs> uh, and so it's funny that uh, you say that because I just have this memory of that. But also, you have smoked coffee and you know a little bit of hope from people who are seeking the Lord, but really no hope from yeah. people who aren't and from people who don't pray. Yeah. Uh, my friends, if you're listening and you're dealing with this yourself or you're dealing with a family member, friend, you got to pray. Yeah. Uh, you got to call out to the the Lord. He's for real. Yeah. Right? I mean, and I think that's something where you realize with your hope, right, is that this isn't a program. This is a real relationship with the living God. 
Well, and again, here here's what I understood. So the scriptures say in Second Corinthians four four that the God of this age, talking about the enemy, Satan, he closes the mind, he mm-hmm. blinds the eyes, he darkens the the unbelievers so they cannot see that there's light they can't see the good news they can't see past and again that was my story was that my eyes my heart that there was no um and and it's interesting if you look back in the scriptures you'll often see you'll see this again at the rowing of the boat with the disciples you'll see it back when moses was had the, his staff lifted, and they were walking across with the parting of the sea. And what it was called is the fourth watch of the night. Hmm. That's the darkness. That's the moment. And I think what's happening in the world of addiction, in the world of sin, in the world of heartbreak, is that people are stopping and they're saying, this is the end of the story. But it isn't. Right. And that's why hope, and again, Romans 5, hope is at the end of our struggle. You know, it, it's it's the and hope is what needs to be in front of us, and that's again for me why my mechanism to get help or believe that I could ever change was raw because I was darkened. And prayer turns that light on. The scriptures help us have understanding to not fight or or let the the horizontal reality of what we're facing tell us a different story that we believe beyond what the story that God has given us through his word and promised us and empowers us by the Holy Spirit to change. So again, you're exciting me because I I believe that and I think so many of us have been lost and given up, even the addict listening or the mom or the dad or son or daughter. Well, you know, Mike, uh, we're going to continue with your story after the break here. And obviously you're sitting here, so um, (laughs) this isn't the end of the story at all, but the Lord is using you in great ways. And I want to remind everybody that there is always hope, and that hope is through Jesus Christ. Let the light shine out of the darkness. Um, And this can happen. If you want to join our conversation, if you got a question for Mike, my guest is Mike Conway. He is with Teen Challenge, and he's sharing his story and I know it connects with a lot of us, and it's a story we need to hear because you might be going through something different and you're hopeless. The hope still comes through Jesus Christ, and we want to help you see that. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. You can send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. When we come back, more from Mike about his story and what you can do to help people find this hope. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. My guest is Mike Conway. We will be back as the Thursday edition of SoCal Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. And I'm back with my guest, Mike Conway. Mike is the Director of Alumni Relations of Teen Challenge of Southern California, and he's been telling his story about addiction and recovery. And we spent a lot of time, Mike, talking about how prayer impacted your recovery. And and this is a hard subject for a lot of people because recovery doesn't happen for a lot of people. And I want to emphasize, and for those of you who are, are dealing with this in your life or the life of a loved one, that prayer matters. In Mike's story, your your mom and dad started praying for you. They resorted to prayer, maybe even got saved yes. during this process yes. themselves, praying for you as a teenager. That's right. And then you cried out to God, and then you really turned your life 
to over to Christ when you come to um, a chapel service through Teen Challenge where you got connected and you saw these men crying out to the Lord and you realize the Lord is real and the Holy Spirit was working on you. What, you know, what is it that uh, is the difference with a faith-based approach to recovery? We have so much of this conversation in the news about drugs and the fentanyl crisis and all of this, but a lot of it is government-driven. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent by our cities. And the, the studies are saying it doesn't work mm-hmm. the, the way the government's doing it. What does work? How, what's the difference between faith-based and and non, all the other? Yeah, all the other. Well, and I want to say I'm not against all the avenues of help or recovery. I think there's there's options where people can at least have a starting point and do. I think doing something is better than doing nothing, giving right. up. So I want to just qualify uh, my statement by saying that. However. Um, what it comes down to when you ask that question, Scott, what came to my mind is control. Mm. And I think when we're talking about all the other mechanisms for recovery, which again, they're not bad, they're, they can help some people, um, there's, there are, are some elements that, that, of course, everyone has a part to play and there's government and, and therapists and clinicians and focusing on the brain and what goes on. But I think some of these answers are about finding a lever and some way of controlling to almost like turning that part of a person's brain or their inclination to go and use off. Hmm. So here's, here's the distinctive difference is that when you surrender control to the Lord you're no longer focusing on adjusting your behavior or treatment. What you're looking at is transformation. What you're looking at is now you're a new person. Hmm. So the scripture that is the cornerstone for Teen Challenges, 2 Corinthians five seventeen, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, and behold, that which is new. So in my struggle with addiction, I was trying to fix the longings, the appetites, the behavior, and and what jail, incarceration, and consequences can help change behavior, but it doesn't change my mind. It doesn't make me, and what I needed was this new creation. I needed new life. I needed that, that, and only the Lord can do that in our minds and in our hearts. And so now that I talked about that being that prisoner to sin, that was fundamentally the difference because I knew if that longing or that appetite came back, that it wouldn't, I didn't have much resistance against it. And it isn't that all the longings or those desires left overnight, but now I had power from the Lord to overcome, to be changed, and to birth in me. So here's what I want to say. The all avenues of, of help and recovery are good. Um, the results you're going to get from even the very best, most expensive, um, you're looking at high single digits, mm-hmm. maybe double digits. Single digits of meaning percentage-wise of people who actually recover. Of actual recovery. So, you're looking at 8%, 12% at the high end. It's a dismal number, really. It's And, and, and it's again, it's, it's control. It's, hey, let's do everything we can to change, but it's just there's no real... So with with Teen Challenge, and over the years, Teen Challenge has been studied. If you'd like to access those studies, it's teenchallenge.org slash studies, and you can access all the data. 
teenchallenge.org slash studies, but they did the first study in the 70s. They just did one, the, they being the federal government mm-hmm. and other funded agencies have come, tracked thousands of our graduates. And what they have found is that if an individual completes the full one year at Teen Challenge, five years later, there is around an 80% success rate. So that person, and let me tell you, there's and no- That's huge. That's transformation, as you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. There's no there's no pill, there's no program, there's nothing a person can do to to 80% of these people who are lost in addiction now walking in freedom. There's no way that's only by the Holy Spirit dwelling in their life and someone who's tasted the hope of God um and the new life that they can get through the Lord. So so there's <clears throat> radical differences. Yeah. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Your host, my guest, is Mike Conway from Teen Challenge. And if you'd like to join our conversation or have a question for Mike, give us a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Oscar in Baldwin Park, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Oscar? Oscar, are you with me? Conversation. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, can Oscar. you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Yeah, thanks, thanks for taking my call. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um with my own personal issues with uh, addiction and uh, being from a family of addiction, um, I've seen it all. Family members, they programs, they, they, they slip up. They'll be good for a few months, and then they slip up again. Uh, the, only, the only ones I can say that family members I've seen that have changed for the real are ones that really follow Christ. I have a uncle I talked to really good. He's in his 60s now, you know, did the prison life mm-hmm. and drug addiction, and he, uh, he's been walking with the Lord for 30 years now. I talk to call him up oh. all the time when I have my struggles and good guidance with me, you know, um, you know, as, as far as, uh, other family members, I, I, I you know prayer it helps because there's not, when you see somebody struggling with addictions, there, there's nothing you can do for them really. Cause they're going to be, they're going to do what they're going to do. And that's why prayer helps. Cause it just kind of comes your soul. You know, that's, that's what I noticed. And it's, that's, that's what I figured you're, that's when I discovered that you, when you give your anxieties to Christ, put, put your, your, um, anxieties on him. And that's pretty much what prayer is, especially when you see somebody dealing with addictions, just from my, my, yeah. experience, you know, that's where well, that's what we see. Uh, yeah, I have a quick, quick question from Mike. Um, Mike, uh, do you, does your family do you have a is your family uh, addiction a history of addiction or is it as far as you know you don't? I'm just just curious. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question, Oscar. Yeah, and thank, thank you for your call. Thank Oscar. you for your call. Thank you for your uh, telling your story. Thank you for touching and reinforcing the fact that prayer works that if you will open your heart to christ that there's a new beginning that that there's change and so yeah oscar um there's addiction my um birth mother uh overdosed uh and and died from cocaine and alcohol i didn't even know when i was a kid we'd visit her and there was little bowls of what looked like sugar and i remember thinking to myself as a kid man my mom just loves sugar She's always she'd put pinky in in her fingernail and always eating or sniffing sugar. And I thought she just loved sugar. And I never understood till later that it was cocaine. So in the same way, yeah, it's it, it's generational. It's passed down. But you know the victory, Oscar, is once you know Christ, those bondages are broken. That the legacy of our family changes. That our children are able to now know the Lord, and we're able to change those generations of of darkness into to generations of light and victory. Um, you know, I think, Oscar, thank you so much for your call. And it's a great question about your family. Mm-hmm. And and the transformation, just as you said, it's 
it often changes the in, entire course of your family from where mm-hmm. it has been going. And that's a great question from Oscar because for a lot of people in this situation, it's they are getting it from their parents, you know. Yeah. Um, tell us about your family now. I mean, how all this time you were at a place of hopelessness, probably death around the corner, mm. in prison, no chance really of, I think, you know, having a life where um, you're going to have family and other things. Tell us about your family. Well, um, my family now, it, just so grateful. My mom and dad have come to the Lord and are serving the Lord, a beautiful wife um, and three sons, and they all walk with the Lord, know Jesus, and it's a radical transformation that God is. And, you know, here's the thing, and we're talking about addiction, we're talking about the addict, but you know, everyone suffers. Yeah. The whole family suffers. Uh, all of us have to bear a weight, and it isn't just the one person who's, and, and let me say this to the mom or the dad or the husband or the wife that might be struggling, that when they're under the influence of drugs, they're not the same person. And you know mm. that, but let me tell you, God can break through. Don't resolve, you know, and, and think, oh, well, that's their behavior is so bad, they're never going to change. You know, continue to, and even, can I say this to a listener, you might be seeing an addict or someone on the street and think, man, they're just out of their mind. Can I tell you that's someone's son? That's a daughter, that's a mom, that's a dad, that these lives have value. And it's amazing how just having enough time, look someone in the eyes, don't have to give money or anything, but acknowledge them, know that they matter and give give dignity and care for people. It's amazing if you stop, pray for them. Hey, can I pray for you? Uh, So anyway, my family is is, uh, in the Lord and totally different than, than the dark, difficult days that I once lived in. My dad and I, my mom passed away a few months back. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them have multiple sclerosis. And so she, her life, uh, she came to the Lord, so she's in victory. But my dad and I still weep and cry over our story together of his love for me, driving me to Teen Challenge, praying for me. What a joy to have him as my dad and for me as a father. Well, Mike, you've got a, a tremendous story. And I know there are people who are listening who have have hope maybe it's a faint hope but they have hope that the person they're thinking about right now will will come to Christ the same way you did and have transformation and uh now you're you're still working with Teen Challenge we'll talk about that when we get back here in just a minute you're the director of alumni yes so other people like yourself who yeah. have stories of hope which i think matters and we'll talk about when we get back how you can connect mm-hmm. uh with Teen Challenge or other organizations that are about hope um, for people who have addictions. And we'd like to pray for you also. If you'd like to call and join our conversation, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back with Mike Conway as the Thursday edition of SoCal Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. We're talking about recovery. I've got Mike Conway from Teen Challenge. And as we mentioned earlier, Teen Challenge is an organization uh, for recovery, but it's not just for teenagers. 
you know, it's for everybody, uh, grown-ups too. And uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. We'll take your calls if you've got questions for Mike. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Russell in Fontana, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Russell. Thanks for calling. All right. Um, I just wanted to call and say um, I just um, celebrated 27 years clean. Um, I was a methamphetamine freak, and um, and I'm getting ready to sober uh, or celebrate 37 years sober. Wow. Um, good for you. Yeah, God has been so good, and and it was all God. He he took the alcohol away from me, and I had never had any more desires. Mm. And then when it came to the drugs, he took that away from me, took me out of the position. We almost got killed over somebody that did the drugs lying about something we supposedly had seen and didn't and it was enough to keep us on the right track and uh my wife and i've been married for 33 years now and uh we're blessed because we're both clean and sober and and god blessed us with our first grandson Mm. within the first year after we got sober and now we have nine wow (laughs) how's that for recovery (laughs) that's great and that's what we like to hear we want to hear about recovery and transform lives uh in the lord that's right Russell, thank yeah, you. He's been so good to us. Yeah, he has. God bless you guys. Thank you, awesome. Russell. Thanks, Thanks for Russell. Your, your call. Those stories make it worth it, doesn't it? I mean, you know yeah. that the uh, that it's a hard road. Yeah. Um, but when you hear from people like uh, Russell, and uh, you know when you're you're with Teen Challenge, and, and let's put this out here right now. We got a couple of calls. You can call eight 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 five two eight two five five seven if you want to join the conversation or talk to Mike if you have a question. You know, one of the questions out there, maybe somebody's listening, is I have a relative, maybe myself, maybe I need help, or maybe I have a parent or a kid who needs help and we're at the end of our rope. You know, what does somebody do? What's the what's the step right now uh, for you? Tell us about Teen Challenge and what you guys yeah. do specifically. So it's uh, really, I think the best way to describe Teen Challenge is adult and Teen Challenge. So we do have some teen services still available here in Southern California, between Fresno and Mexico, we have a total of 10 regional centers with 700 bed spaces available hmm. for adult men and women, 18 and older. And there are beds open right now. So a couple ways to access help. First of all, know this, there's, this, this isn't medical, there's no insurance, and there's no cost to come to Teen Challenge. It's all privately funded. The only requirement is that the individual has the desire to get help. Hmm. They would say, hey, I can't do this anymore. I'm ready. If the, if that moment, that fragile moment is happening, or let's pray that it comes soon for your loved one or for you, all you have to do, we've got a couple of ways. Uh, one is to call our helpline. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is 888 888- Five twenty zero six twenty eight 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 five twenty zero six twenty. You can call that prayer line helpline. There will be we have twenty TC staff throughout the different times that are available to take the calls and right away to help any individual. They'll they'll even pray with you if you're like man. It's two in the morning. I don't know where my my husband or my son. I and I don't. I just need someone to agree with me. Um, or it's someone that you might run into, write that down, 888-520-0620. Tell them there is a way out through the Lord. Here's a helpline and prayer line for you. Also, you can get our website. It's teenchallenge.org. And there's a link at the top. It says get help. 
just click that link. There's the application, everything on there. And I want to repeat again. I think I don't hope it didn't get missed. Look, this is a private. There's no fees. There's no insurance. So here's the issue we're, we're talking about, Scott is removing the obstacles for mm. people to get help. What we've done is we've tried to do everything possible so when that individual is ready to get help, there's no fee, there's no insurance, there's just the desire to get get help. They can apply, come into Teen Challenge, and we're ready to help anyone who has the desire to change. All right, and you can do that right now. So I would encourage you to, to pray, call that number and pray. Uh, with whatever you're calling about. Let me get to a couple of calls here as we have a few minutes left. The number is 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Monica from Orange, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you. I really appreciate you guys doing this, especially um, for us families who are at the other end of it with um, mm, yeah. my spouse. Um, unfortunately, like he hasn't had the desire, like you said, um, and I, I'm really hoping, we've been fasting, we've been praying. Mm. Um, he's really successful at his business, but um, no change. There's already been a restraining order. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he recently broke it. I have to make hard decisions, and it's hard right. for me. So you were saying about hope, and I'm just, like, wanting that because I don't want to give up. But I don't know. Like, I have to make a decision of um, continuing with the charges because it's safety for my family and for right. my sons. And it's so hard for us who are at the other end of it. You know, you, you're right. It is a family disease and right. it affects all of us. It affects my sons. So I just wanted to hear, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, and well, Monica, thank you again so much for calling. My heart goes out to you and all the wives that are battling for their husbands, their sons and daughters. Listen, the, the one thing you can do is work on you make healthy decisions. Yes, separating yourself, taking legal action, those are all part of the process of God getting through. We don't want to, again, we don't want to look the other way, hope things get better. We have to do what's right for you, for the family. And also, you know, when you make those decisions, it helps that person your husband to come to the reality that that he he can't manipulate or come or you know he that it gives it gives freedom for those consequences to help him come to the reality that he needs to change so i just want to encourage you we our theme today has been prayer keep praying and here's the problem i feel like that happens when we're surrounded by difficulty is we begin to believe uh, that that difficulty and that hurt is the end of the story and and what we're talking about today, Monica, is hope and believing in. And prayer may be, hey, I surrender. And Lord, maybe prayer is your heart changing in your mind, but that God would strengthen you and give you wisdom and insight so that you can make those decisions without enabling that behavior, but at the same time to really trust that God will have the end of this story. Whatever it is, God's faithful, and keep praying and interceding as you're doing and fasting, and I want to encourage you in that, um, because those prayers God hears and moves, even if we don't see the answer and it doesn't look like they're getting through, God's always working. Thank you so much. Monica, Thank can you. we can we pray for you real quick? Amen. Yes, please. Thank you. And uh, what's your husband's name? Juan, J-U-A-N. Yeah. God, we, we thank you for, for Monica and her call. We pray for Juan that you would that you would turn his heart to you, that you would give Monica the the 
the hope that she needs and mm. the right steps to take for her and her family. And we pray for Juan today that that he would have the same experience that Mike here has had, that his mm. life would change because of our prayer and that he would turn his life to you and deal with these things. We ask this in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Monica, for your call. We'll try to get one more here. Maureen, welcome to Southern California Live. Just have a few seconds here, Maureen, but thank you for calling. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yes, Uh, I love Teen Challenge. Um, (laughs) Was praying for a long time, and uh, my daughter went into Teen Challenge, and she's still there because she works there. Woo! Oh, okay. 17 years later, that's where she is, and I volunteer. And this coming weekend, well, Saturdays coming up, I'm doing a walk for Teen Challenge. Yes. So I just love everybody in Teen Challenge, and uh, Jesus is the one. Hallelujah. Maureen, thank so you for so your call. We're so, so excited to hear yeah. you on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maureen, thank you for Amen. your call. We're excited for your daughter. And that, you're the alumni director for Team Challenge, right? Yes. So you probably might even know who this person is or you have a connection. Sure. Uh, you could figure it out. Um, is this something that you see a lot? People go through the program, but then later on in their recovery, come back to work for yeah. Team Challenge just like yourself? Yeah. So, you know, what, what ends up happening is that they go through Team Challenge. We hire 99% of all of our staff are graduates of Teen Challenge. So we have, I think we have 140 staff and we have a ministry training school in LA for 100 men and women capacity. Uh, We can grow more than that where their graduates are now being equipped and trained to be on staff or to go to a local church. I want to, we want to empower pastors as Mm. they're dealing with addiction. We have a lot of resources as well. We have a pastor's conference and Marine mentioned this walk coming up. Listen, now is the time to raise your voice. All you have to do is go to TC walks, TC W A L K S dot com and go and sign up. We have walks at every region from Fresno down to San Diego. Go and and read there's no cost to register. Show up at one of the walks. Raise your voice together with your community. Now's the time to help people see that they don't have to stay in that place of hopelessness and bondage, that there is a way out. There are lives being changed. God is doing miracles. And and be part of us. We've got them every Saturday they're happening throughout all Southern California. We want to invite every one of you to participate at tcwalks.com. All right, Mike, we only have a few seconds left. Can we just say 15-second prayer for our listeners who haven't called, but we know who are dealing with this? Would you mind praying real quick? I would love um, to. So, Lord, you know, and I want to pray right now. I want to come in agreement with those tears, with that brokenness, with that battle, even the addict listening right now that feels overwhelmed and doesn't have any way out. Right now, I pray in Jesus' name for a breakthrough that you will touch, that you will encourage, that you will reach, that you will set free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mike, thank you for your prayer. And thanks for being with us. This is Mike Conway, the alumni director of Teen Challenge. You can go to teenchallenge.com for the phone number to get some help. I encourage you to do that. We love you, everybody. Thanks for listening. When we come back, we will talk about the news of the day here for hour two of SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Thanks to Mike Conway. And we'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.